This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studios in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit www.shoptalkpod.com. Connected. I'm SJ. I'm AJ. And we're the Connected Experience. Hey, bro, what's the Connected Experience? The Connected Experience where we take two individuals from the same walk of life who went down different paths. We put them in the same room. We connect them in hopes that they do business together and their business grow as a result of that. But... Y'all know how we've been coming. Lately, we've just been coming so different. So we had some big interviews. We interviewed Suge Knight Jr. or Suge Jacob Knight. Yeah. We had Eshan. Who yeah. else we had? We got a Filthy Rockwell, man. Yeah, we got Filthy yeah, Rockwell, we but we that's we, so fucking nuts. Man. <laughs> yeah. We don't do that again. We don't do Filthy again. Uh, we was on Crazy Bone Show. We did Chef Max. Chef Max, yeah, Chef Max. He do big in the city. He 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 really like top chef in the world, bro. Yeah, yeah, he you know be on the saying? go. He be on the go. So what we've been doing, we do that. So what we also do is we've been interviewing some people who like really kings of their craft and, and the best at what they do. So that's going to be the same angle we coming from today. You got a book pick of the week or a uh, term you need to know? Yeah, I got a term you need to know. The term you need to know that I got is uh, artists and repertoire. That's A and R. A lot of people hear everybody say A and R, A and R. They don't even know that that stands for artists and repertoire. So what do that mean? And that's a division of the record label, and that's a, or a publishing company that they go out and find the talent and they nurture the talent. Then they supposed to present the talent to the world. Right. So the A and R game been like mad slow. You know. You remember what I'm you sent that letter to who banging and was gonna be an A and R? Yeah, yeah. That was up. fucking nuts. But this shit folded. Yeah. You know so back then we gonna have to have you on too. But uh, so I got a book pick of the week. What's your book, book pick, pick of the, of the episode? week? It's a uh, uh, the CEO manual by JT, the bigger figure. Now, I got that book a long time ago, and it's super old, but it's still relevant. So back when I got it, it was about how to put your music and own your music and get your music in stores. You can do that same thing today and take those same principles from that book and use it with the content because he got, like, he heavy on the content. A lot of people don't know he got Trap Flicks, which was, like, the hood version of Netflix. People got catalogs on there. So I see that he still used those same principles. If you don't know who JT, the bigger figure is, he, like, a he a legend, not just in the Bay, but he uh, helped uh, home Master P musical skills as far as uh, the, the business is concerned. He said P came around him, and P was older, and he was a kid, but P was soaking up the game. He the one told P to put the album covers of what's coming next in your album that's out now. So just check out uh, the CEO manual. I don't even know if it's still available, but JT always got something popping. So uh, who we go, who is our special guest today? Well, today we got some special guests. Uh, y'all probably heard of these people. I'm sure y'all have. Y'all just haven't had the chance to really hear from them. So we got... Uh, Baby Paul, he in the house, and we also got Super MC. We gonna let you, let them introduce themselves and let people know what they got going on. Yo, what is going up and down and around for everybody in the town? No, I'm just playing. <laughs> uh, what up, though, y'all? This your boy Super MC, the Immortal. I'm live in the building with my dog, Baby Paul. We live from Detroit with the SJ and the AJ. You know what I'm saying? We working it out, dog. You yeah, feel me? Yeah. trying to get a payday, dog, each and every day in every way. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? So, um, yeah, me and Baby Paul, we got a, um, a project, you know yeah. what I'm saying? That we, 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 we definitely going to get into that. So oh, okay. let, let them in. Who is Baby Paul? You yes, sir. Baby What's Paul, going on? This is, that? this is Baby Paul, a.k.a. BPZ, formerly a legendary beat miners, producers from... Artists like Black Moon, Smith West, Health and Skelter, the list goes on. Ooh. It's a blessing to be here in Detroit. Thank you for having me here on the Connected Experience. This is beautiful. And we appreciate that. So let's get into it. So we go bring it full circle because you said y'all working on a project together, and that's dope, and we want to get into that project. Mm-hmm. But for our listeners, like, Baby Paul, you actually from New York. You said you was part of the Beat Miners. You mm-hmm. grew up in? Yes, I was born in Harlem, raised in Brooklyn and Queens. Uh, I started my career around... 
1995 professionally. You okay. know, um, you know, the little short backstory is that before I, I made a name for myself as a producer, um, I used to intern in Long Island City, Queens. You know, not far from Queensbridge, shout out to Nas. Um, uh, a studio called Power Play Studios. Yeah, that's legendary, right? Yeah, and uh, that was a studio where albums were being recorded, like. Uh, Karis One's The Blueprint, Coogee mm-hmm. uh, Raps Wanted Dead or Alive, Eric uh-huh. B. and Rakim's Let The Rhythm Hit Him. So I was literally an intern, you know, in sessions for a lot of those albums before I made a name for myself. Okay, okay. So what was family life like? What was uh, what was your relationship with your parents? Or And do you have siblings? So how was that? Yes, I have one older sister. Um, she was born in Jamaica. I was born in New York when my mother came into the country in uh, 1970. That's given my age right there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And uh um, both of my parents are from Jamaica, West Indies, you know what I mean, born and raised. And um, like I said, when my mother came in the country, she had me. I was the second child of, of the two. And, you know, I, I was uh, mostly raised in Brooklyn and Queens, you know, but my formative years was Jamaica, Queens, New York, which is still where a lot of my roots lie. Okay. You know and, what I mean? and what about you? So what you, you, well, we know you as being from Detroit, but that's where it started for you? Yeah, I mean, well, you know, hip-hop started for me in Highland Park, you know yeah. what I'm saying? That's where I'm, that's where I'm from. You know what I'm saying? The center of the greatest city on the planet. You know, <laughs> you, know uh, you know, just as a kid, you know what I'm saying, gravitating towards the music, you know what I'm saying, all the, like, you know, the old school artists, you know what I'm saying, and the um, the, the, the golden era, the 90s. Yeah, so growing up for you, like, you had uh, both your parents in your life. How was your family life, siblings and stuff like that? <laughs> okay, well, you know, I, I was raised, you know, by my mother and my grandmother a lot. You know what okay. I'm saying? My father was running the streets doing his shit. You know what I'm saying? My mama was in the streets, too, doing her thing. But, you know, she, she also worked a job and was able to be, you know what I'm saying, a supportive parent, you know what I'm saying, like that yeah. when I wasn't, you know what I'm saying, at my grandmother's house yeah. with the rest of the kids, you know what I'm saying. Not, you know what you I'm from saying? Highland Park, you know yeah. Al Prophet. Al Prophet, yeah, I'm up on Al Prophet for Yeah, sure. yeah, that's my man. We just interviewed him, so, you know, we yeah. was able to get some fun facts about Highland Park. We actually from Angster, and okay. what a lot of people don't know is Angster and Highland Park were developed uh, in Michigan for the same reasons, and it was for people who worked at the plants, the mm-hmm. black people, so yep. their kids wouldn't have yep. to go to school with the yep. white people. You yep. know what I'm saying? A lot yep. of people don't know, know that. that. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, um, Paul, like, so when did you first discover hip-hop? Like, so, because you in Queens, you in Brooklyn, and then you from Harlem, in, mm-hmm. in a sense. So mm-hmm. when did you, can you remember your earliest memory of hip-hop? Man, definitely. Uh, uh, we're talking about the tapes, you know, the, the, the co-crush, you know, fantastic. You know what I'm saying? Um, I watch Wild Style. Uh, of course, you know, like as as a fan of hip hop, you know, like I was an aspiring DJ first, you know okay, what I mean, okay. and you know, collecting records and, you know, interning in Long Island City and and, and um like a lot of the, the legendary artists that I grew up listening to, I ended up meeting even before I made a name for myself. Like Run DMC was from Queens, of course, Hollis, and you know, um, it was interesting watching like those first couple of twelve inches come out and do that, you know, do what they did in the market. And then it's, it, what what brought my Midwest ties, just to let everybody know, is that at the age of 16, I relocated to Grand Rapids, Michigan with my mother. Oh, home of Floyd Mayweather. Yeah, yeah. I went to Otto Hills High School from sophomore to senior year. You know what I mean? So this is what brings my Midwest ties, which is what even allows me to be in this position to collaborate with Soup, is that um, I have always had Midwest ties. You know, like born and raised in New York, but, you know, I spent time in the Midwest since a child. So and not know, I always had Midwest, roots. specifically Michigan. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so how was it in Grand Rapids, like, coming from New York? Like, Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the story y'all need to hear. That yeah, was, that was, that's, yeah, the transition that, from that. That transition was real because you got to understand, you know, I'm already entrenched in hip-hop culture coming from New York, and then 
to be in the Midwest at my age at that time, which was 16, you know, Run DMC was big at the time. Raising Hell was like the biggest album. In the, right, and it's the 86 market. then, right? Right. right so, right. you know, I, I'm dressed like somebody from Queens, the Kangos, <laughs> the fresh bubble leather gooses, and people in the hood is like, yo, who's that? So they started nicknaming me New York because they yeah. caught on, plus my accent, you know what I mean? Right. So, so it's like I was entrenched in learning how to adjust in the Midwest and let people adjust to me. You know what I mean? So it wasn't a complete culture class because the kids loved the music. They were right. following the music. But I was a little bit more deep into it because I had the tapes. I had the Slick Rick freestyle. You right. know what I'm and saying? you from Stuff. the home of the shit. Yeah, so, so the things that some people didn't have access to at that in, in that time frame, they, they automatically gravitated towards me because it's like getting the, fed that information from the source, right? Yeah. You yeah. Know, so, so to speak. So what about you? Like, how did you discover hip-hop? Oh, uh, man, I discovered hip-hop. Shit, young as hell, like my cousins and them, they used to rhyme back in the day. Uh, you know, and like Highland Park had its like um like own little hip hop, you know, culture or whatever. Cause yeah. Highland Park small as hell, so we had people like the Food Stamp Boys, yeah. you know, uh, Ricky D and the White Boy Three and shit. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and a and a bunch of like Park House, the Omen. You know what I'm saying? I'm from a group called the Almighty Dreadnoughts. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. me Guilty Simpson. Yeah. You know, Hex Murder. So yeah. it's like you know, um, Highland Park like kind of just had its own little little thing and like how I, I gravitated towards like I said my cousin them used to rhyme but when I was young man I always had the, that uh, that freestyle ability to just yeah. you know come off the head and I remember like earliest you know listening to Run DMC LL Cool J and uh you know my mama banging Easy E <laughs> yeah my mom was my mama G dog you yeah, know so yeah, yeah. that's that's you know getting into that so I was I was I was you know submerged and sucked into it you know especially artists like 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 um, Karis One, Rakim, yeah. you know what I'm saying. So I, it was like, you know, what else could I do when I already had like the gift, the gab to do it. You yeah. know what I'm saying. So that just made it better. Yeah. So you actually said something about the gift of gab because you actually like started battle rapping. Did you start as a battle rapper or did you like get your juice as a battle? Like rapper? no, I mean actually I started like as a battle rapper. Like like really like. Like, I could say my earliest beginnings of it would be, like, you know, like, my mother was real cool with, like, a Detroit singer by the name of Sherelle. She used to sing with Alexander O'Neill. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. She used to, they used to come over to the house. I was a little kid, you know what I'm saying? So they would wake me up to entertain them. They'd be, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know like, that? Like, out here like, dance. My, they'd be like, go get him. You know, you know, Sherelle would tell my mama, like, go get him. Yeah. You know, they'd wake me up. I'd do Scarface impressions and <laughs> Robin Leach impressions and stuff like Give that. Give us an impression. Uh, my voice is like <laughs> totally. I mean, I'm in the studio. You can you hear my voice? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My voice is crazy right now. But I would I would give you a real good one. Yeah. And um, you know, I would do Robin Leach and shit like that. And so um, you know, my mother knew that I could I could freestyle like just you know like back in the days they call it like a uh, Nipsey Russell syndrome. Yeah. And the only other person like probably that was like legendary for that was like Roxanne Shantae. Mm, you know okay. what I'm saying? So you just had the ability to just walk in somewhere and just dismantle you right there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So um, the OG knew I could do it. So she would get me and had him, you know, come out and she would give me everybody's name. Like, yeah. like that's AJ, that's SJ, that's John, yeah. and that's P. <laughs> and then And then she'll sit back and she'll be like, now, Put together a rap about them, and I would just go around the room, and it would just fuck them up. Like, yo, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, um, Sherelle was like, told my mama, she was like, Kim, does he does he write that? He said, girl, did you hear that? He made that up right there. Yeah. So she came in the room. She was like, you need to start writing that. She need to start writing that. So that's when I like started to actually, you know, write this shit. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Right, and, right. and 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 prior to that, 
I had an incident in school right when I was in the back rapping and the kids already knew I could rap. So my teacher, Miss Williams, she was trying to play me, try to put me on front street. <laughs> yeah. It was like during the, like February, so it was Black History Month, you yeah. know what I'm saying? So I'm already off into this shit. My mamas had me already off into this shit. They got a crazy little background too, but anyway, yeah. you know, so I'm, I'm, you know, I'm in the back look, you know, kicking my little raps, you know what I'm saying? So Miss Williams like, Mr. Brown, do you have a rap about black history? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Put you to the test. Right. Everybody, the kids like, ha, 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 like you don't even know this guy is crazy with this. Pulled me up in front of the class and I just got to rapping about everybody. You know how he had the the pictures on the wall and stuff of all the black heroes and, you know, we already read stuff like that. So I just started running it. Yo, it kept going. So she was like, sit down, you know. (laughs) And I heard you mention the Almighty Dreadnoughts. How did that come about? Well, um, like probably like 1990, uh, 1993, um, I ran into, well, actually my dog that was already a part of a group that we had going called Confused Zynical. It was uh, me, O1, Cuddy Mac, Pernell, um, Chris, um, my dog Rama, and uh, uh, Carlos. And, like, our group was, like, DOA, LOA. You know yeah. what I'm saying? We was the younger kids. So, and then it was, like, O1 and Pernell and, and Chris. They was in the um, Black Insanity. So, DOA, Black Insanity, we was the confused cynical. Yeah. So, you know, we was in school. We was still in high school. You know what I'm saying? Clowning. So, um, uh, uh, we ran into my man Chris, who his cousin, ended up being Blitz, the head producer of the Dreadnoughts. Yeah. So, at the same time, I had a class with Blitz's brother, Ambush yeah. that was in the Dreadnoughts too. Hey, those some cold names, man. Blitz and Ambush. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. Dreadnoughts yeah. is jumping yeah. out your so, bushes. So, me and me and Ambush was in school. Me and Cuddy Mac had a class with him. So, me and Cuddy Mac, you know, we was terrorizing everybody with that rap. He was like, "You can rap, nigga. We at your ass. Yeah. I don't care if you made poem. I just support it, nigga. I'm on your head. Yeah. You not went. We cutting you up. We yeah. was just on that battle shit like that. So, Cuddy, like, yo, I mean, uh, B born, like, yo. Yeah, my brother in the dreadnoughts, dog. We are so I'm like, dude, I will go through every one of your dreadnoughts, dog. <laughs> like, I will kill them. Like, yeah. you, they like, yeah, this, that, and third, dog. You can't beat them or whatever. So, we went back over to uh, Chris' house where we was sitting at. So I, I was like, yo, man, you know, my man Brad talking about there's some new niggas around here called the dreadnoughts. Like, yo, we need to go with Crush them. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. how I was on. So Chris, like, yo, the dreadnoughts is my cousin. That's blessing them. I'm like, oh, my man, you said to make the beast the producer. He's like, yeah. He was like, that's them. I said, man, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So the next day I go to school, I'm like, nigga, we know your brother. Yeah. He like, he like, who? I'm like, your brother Blitz. He was like, yeah. I was like, Chris, my man, your cousin. Like, yeah, Chris. Oh, man, hell no. So yeah, yeah. It, that did it all of that. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, we end up, you know, going over on, on Tuxedo to uh, their crib. And in the basement, you know what I'm saying? His basement was just dark. Painted just black. It was just, uh, just disgusting. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. And it had this sick ass red light. Yeah. And then at the end of the red light in the corner was this dude with a with a with a fucking AXRT and big ass speakers and big ass trackboard. Yeah. And all you hear is this dungeon ass death beat playing. It's like what the fuck? <laughs> so you know, from then on, you know, we started fucking with Boogie on production to get. You know, our music together far as uh, like me and Chris had formed a group because everybody else was kind of playing around. So once we got to kicking in um, with Boogie and stuff, 
you know, that's when I started meeting the rest of the dreadnoughts, like yeah. slaughter, conflict, caution, diffusion. Yeah. Man, you know what I'm names. saying? Guilty, <laughs> Guilty Simpson, yeah. uh, fucking uh, man, T Rex. Yeah. You know, uh, the fugitive. You know, it was just crazy. Like the dreadnoughts was already deep as fuck. Yeah. You know, so to be a dreadnought, you had to battle to be a dreadnought. So yeah. you know. They would either, it would be like, okay, you on that street shit, we're going to match a street nigga for you. So it ain't no, yeah, it yeah, ain't yeah, no, yeah, oh, he's lyrical, yeah, he's yeah. lyrical when he's talking about street. No, we're going to match a nigga just for that shit yeah. and burn your ass. That's what it is. It's like everybody in the Dreadnoughts was the top of their game at what, what they style do. they did. Yeah, what they you do. know what I'm saying? So, um, so you know, um, they the, the, the dude I battled to get into the Dreadnoughts, he was the fugitive. He was like a crazy freestyle nigga. He, that nigga could freestyle. Yeah. Like I don't give niggas the credit. Like you can freestyle. That nigga could freestyle, yeah. but he wasn't me. You know, what I mean? <laughs> yeah, 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 you know. Yeah. So um, you know, we had um, we went at it. It was like one day they just came over. It was just the Dreadnoughts. Everybody sat down on one side of the room, cut the mic on, and me and this nigga went at it. Like yeah. like we went at it. But dun, 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 you feel me, like yeah, yeah. imperial. Yeah, yeah. So that's you know. You obviously won. Yeah, of course I did. Killed them. Yeah. Killed them. <laughs> killed them. Like really killed them. Yeah. So that's how I got into the dreadnoughts. But like with other artists, like some people come in, they they they'll boast brag of how lyrical it is. So we'll yeah. put them through a gauntlet. Like we'll have four niggas jump on your head. Yeah. Like if you sweet nigga, then do it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you'll yeah. be battling one nigga, then another nigga just come out of nowhere on your head. So you yeah. gotta battle him too and yeah. him. You sweet, you could do it. You yeah. feel me? So yeah. that's how that's how the that's how the dreadnought. Was you know what about you, baby Paul? Can you remember the first time you picked up something to make the music? Because you said you started yeah. as a DJ, yeah. So like, yeah. when the first time you was like, I can do this production? Well, I definitely had to invest in myself. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I ain't had yeah. no manager, I had nobody, no no capital investor whatsoever. So even just to get my 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 weight up in the beat minus form. Because me and Walt became friends being I was in Jamaica, Queens. He used to run a record store called a Music Factory. Yeah. And I used to come from Power Play Studios playing all, like, copies of uh, event albums before they came out. Yeah. And he automatically was like, yo, I'm fucking with you. You know what I'm saying? Right, because right. he knew I was entrenched in the music. So um, I invested in myself, bought myself an SP-12. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about the SP-12 turbo, like, before the 1200. Yeah. Five seconds of sample time. You had to turn the machine on and off just to keep the beat in there without losing it. You know what I mean? And, and you know, like, that's how you master your craft. When you don't, when you have limitations, right. it forces you to be good at what you do. Because you, you know, know I mean? only got a few seconds. Right, right. So I'm talking about I'm truncating drum sounds from break beats. I'm, I'm chopping up samples and saving it in the machine. You know what I mean? Like, I literally, one of the records I did on Smith & Wesson's first album, I did it on a 12 Turbo. Yeah. So I had to bring the machine to the studio right. <laughs> to, to track it out because, you know, it wasn't a it wasn't a 1200 where it had the, the, the disc drive. Oh, you know right, what I'm saying? Right. So you had to, to take save it and just bring the disc to the studio and let them hook up a 1200. I brought my machine to the studio just to track that beat, and that beat was recognized, the original version of Recognized. Oh, okay, okay. You know so, what I'm saying? So from 95 to 2000, you was in a legendary production crew, and how did you get your introduction to the crew? Like, what made them say, we fucking with you? You know what I'm saying? And that's a good question, because, like I said, um, even though I was in the circumference because of Walt, you know, like when they worked on the first Black Moon album, I contributed ideas, but, you know, I wasn't credited as a, as a co-producer in any of the records. So um, it wasn't until we started doing demos for Smith & Wesson when um, Nervous Records decided to give them a, a chance to put out a body of work that I started getting my weight up as far as producing and having my name on the credits. Um, I did Recognize, Home Sweet Home, and a song called Wipe Your Mouth that made the first Smith & Wesson album. And I got a credit steal of Smith & Wesson because when I used to be up in D&D studios with my beat tapes, I just just be hanging around the sessions and just playing the beats. 
And he would pull me to the side, like, yo, that's you? Who did that? And I'm like, yo, this is just some, some ideas I'm trying to work on. He's like, yo, I like that. Yeah. Let me hear some more. You know what I mean? So I, I would give him a copy of some of the beats, and then he started coming to my crib in, in Brooklyn, you know what I mean, outside of what he was doing with, you know, with, yeah. with the rest of the beat miners. And it was because of Steel's incentive to push, you know, push to get me an opportunity to, to produce on the album, you know what I'm saying, that that um, I got the opportunity to be on that first album. So I got to give Steel all the credit in the world, you know what I mean? So it, even though me and Walt was friends, it was like organic. Now, Our when you say Walt, is that one of the brothers who started the crew? Right, right, right. Yeah. Mr. Walt, I would say, is the uh, inceptor of, of the beat miners. Okay. He was, D is his brother and DJ for Black Moon. So, you know, that they're, they're part of the group by default. They're brothers. Yeah, so, yeah. So it's like... It's kind of hard third. working with siblings, man. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm the third man <laughs> yeah. out. Tell me, And man. I earn I my stripes, though. I pay my dues and earn my stripes. Yeah. I got to I gotta give still that credit, you know what I mean, as far as actually getting work on the album. And then, like, we just formed by default. You know, it was war, like saw the work and was like, yo. Y'all need you know to what be saying? together. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So give us a rundown between 95 and 2000 of some of the records that you produced that some people may know, some people might not know. Just, right, Just right. a quick rundown. Because every song on the album is somebody's favorite song. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, no matter where it's placed or synced up, somebody right. be like, yo, number 12 is my shit. Right, right, right. <laughs> so, so, so as I mentioned, I did three on um, the um, first Smith Wesson. Some of the other records are collaborations like Bucktown, you know, like, we yeah. all gave input, but I don't want to take sole credit. Like right. I did it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and yeah. then um, on on Helter Skelter's album, I did La Fleur La Fly, which was a single. You yeah. know? Okay. Rest in peace, Sean Price. I did yeah. Therapy. That was a song featuring Vinia Mojica. That she was a chick that was on that song Saturdays on De La Soul. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I put her on there. Angie Martinez made her first cameo appearance in the music video ever on, on that, on that yeah, record. Yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying? I did a song called Understand. Soldiers Gonna Psycho. Uh, let the brains blow. I don't know if y'all remember that joint. You know what I'm saying? That sound familiar. That sound familiar. Yeah. So you're working with some pretty heavyweights at this time. Yeah. Like you come in the game and you you, you interning and you you around Koji Rap, Eric B and Rakim, fucking Koji Rap. Yeah. Like, you know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Like Koji and these are rap, all dog. these are all yeah. point, like the the the, the, the lineage with G Rap is because of I got to give credit to Dr. Butcher, G Rap's DJ at the time because yeah. he and I were very good friends and you know he, I was staying in Queens. You know like. In an area called Jackson Heights, right across from Corona, you know, Corona and Elmhurst is is like the area where like Kenny Play is from, Salt and Pepper's from. Okay, yeah, yeah. you know, is Kuchy Martin Rappapolo. from there too? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. yeah. Polo, um, Roxanne Shante, the list goes on. And then um, uh, I used to run around with with um, Dr. Butch, and he was the one who used to bring me around to the studio, and that's how I met everyone and got the internship in the okay. first place. I got to credit him for that. And that's how I first met Large Pro. And then something you said earlier when you was introducing yourself is you was around when Karis one made the blueprint. And I'm mentioning that because so many people like thought Nas just put that in a lyric, and mm-hmm. that's true. Karis one made the, the blueprint, blueprint first. So yeah. yeah, he did. Yeah. He did. So I'm just happy you said that because people be acting like niggas be lying in their raps about certain stuff. Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean if you know your hip hop history <laughs> and you follow Karis one's career, you know he made an album called The Blueprint. You right, know? right. And it literally had. Even the visual aesthetics, the the cover art, yeah, the the the, the photo inserts, it yeah. had like a blue filter. Yeah, yeah, it's a blueprint. Yeah, you know, yeah, so yeah, trust yeah, me, Jay definitely got that from that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So soup, like you was in the Almighty Dread Nuts, but then you also was on Iron Fist Records. Like, yeah. how did you, you were the only Proof. solo artist, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yep, yep. Um, that was in a 
05. Yeah. Now, hold on. Before you tell the story or whatever, we seen you battling before a lot because we used to run with DJ Lynn Swan. Yeah, Swan, yeah, Swan yeah. was like, yeah. oh, let me tell you. <laughs> Side note, DJ Lynn Swan, 12 track, DJ Diz, they worked on my first, like, first demo, like, joint. Yeah. We was in the back of Key's spot right there on the west side. Oh, yeah, in the back of that store. Yeah, in the back yeah, of that yeah, store. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, in the yeah, back yeah. of that store, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that's, you know, they shout out to them brothers, man. They gave me a good look on that. But, yeah, um, yeah like, 05, like, you know, after doing, like, battling and, and all that, getting my name up in the city, getting my, you know, couple records on, you know, on the radio and all of that and, you know, doing the little, you know, out of town thing here, yeah. back and forth, doing the battles and stuff. Um, like, Proof was always my man's, you know, like always my dog, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, I met him, like, I, I met him when I was 14 in the bathroom freestyle. He was going around a circle yeah. in the grand quarters. Everybody was rapping. <laughs> yeah. Niggas, niggas' verses just start going because they just had a, might be like a couple. Yeah. But me and this nigga, the only niggas in their rap in the freestyling. So we right. call, go around, we get to looking at each other. I'm like, damn, nigga. Cause I thought I was the only nigga could do it, like, honestly, yeah. you know, <laughs> at that time. But um, uh, just, just you know, my work in the city and what I've been doing and, you know, being a top tier artist or whatever, you know, Proof had always told me, like, you know, when I do this D12 shit and we do our thing, dog, I got you. Just keep doing what you're doing. You know, I got you, dog. Trust me. So, that was just, you know, surreal for him to to set Iron Fist up and then, you know what I'm saying, reach out to me. But it was a catch to it. It just wasn't like, come on, walk through the door. Yeah. So Pete was like, look, he was like, look, I'm going on tour. You know, when I get back at the end of the summer, he's like, look, I done already heard Dreadnought songs on the radio. You know, yeah, you was freestyling on the radio, whatever. But I need to hear a Super MC song on the radio by the time I get back from off this tour. Yeah. I don't care what you got to do to do it. Yeah. But make it happen by the time I get off this tour. Yeah. Whole summer, man, I ran around. I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm, man, I'm, every show I was on, I was killing. Every DJ was anywhere. I was right up under him. Yeah. Yo, I got to get this record played. End of the summer come, we did all these little shows, all this little promotion stuff. Sending out all these flyers to get JLB to play the joint. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Dog. Proof got off the plane. Detroit from the end of the tour. Right? Gets in the truck. I think I think one of them came. One of the you know one of the peeps came and got him in the truck. Soon as he get in the truck, dog, he turns the radio on and they're playing my shit. Is it? Is is, is this a Saturday? What's next on the menu? Yeah. Yeah. What's next on the menu? DDT. Yeah, DDT. Broke a lot of records, man. DDT, dog. Listen, DDT. DDT. Listen, he show a lot of love. Soon as he got like he got off the plane, went through the little check and all that baggage problems, got all there. Bam. Soon as he get in there. Boom! Heard my shit, dude. I'm on. I'm on. The, I'm on the. Uh, I'm on the block. We out there just chilling and stuff, you know. Blah blah blah. So I I have a rad at my rad was wrecked at that. I be wrecking cars. <laughs> my rad was wrecked at that time. So uh, my dog them up the street like soup, nigga. They playing you on the radio, like nigga. They playing you. Your shit is on the radio right now. So we gotta run up the street to hear the nigga car and shit, you know. So I'm like, yo, ma, cut it off. I'm like, they banging my head. Like, cut it off. So she going to the house trying to cut this shit. The reception, bold as fuck. You're like, yeah. damn, we can't win for shit. So you can hear, I can hear the, um, we run up the street, can hear the record, then the record go off. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Crazy. Like, oh, they like, nigga, they bang. <laughs> listen, at so the time, crazy. you don't even know that proof heard it. Right. I don't even know that proof right. heard it. Yeah. I'm about to tell you. I'm like, stop mid of the block. The whole block, like, yeah, nigga, they played your shit. Woo. I ain't hear the shit, but still, the whole block, it was banging yeah. it, you know? Yeah. 
So, nigga, I walk back down to the house. I'm like, damn. So, my man pull up. He's like, yo, nigga, you got one of them CDs or that shit? I'm like, yeah, because I just went and got some on a spindle. Yeah. So, I came out. <laughs> right, came out. I, you know, I sold it for about $3. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, dude, I'm standing there. So, as soon as I walk on the porch, truck pull up. Yo, nigga. Turn around. It's proof hanging out the fucking truck. <laughs> <laughs> nigga, that's what I'm talking about. What the fuck I'm talking about? Jump out the truck. What the fuck? So, everybody looking like, wait a minute. That's that nigga pro from D12. Yeah. He like, yeah, nigga, that's the fuck I'm talking about. What you doing? What you doing right now? I was like, shit, P. My mama like, yeah, proof, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> she, on the, she on the porch like, yeah, nigga, that's what I'm talking about. He's like, what's up, Mama Brown? What's up, Mama Brown? He's like, nah, nah, chillin', baby. What y'all about to do? She said, we out of here. He, he out of here. So I'm like, I'm out. Proof like, nigga, get in the truck. We got in the truck, nigga, with hanging out that night, like yeah. clowning. And it was... <laughs> It's on from Pop. It was on. Yeah, so it was a. Uh, I remember Iron Fist being on Shade 45. Was you there? When they was on Shade 45? No, I wasn't there when they was on Shade 45. I remember they played our uh, stuff on Shade 45. Yeah, I said when they was up there, them niggas, Proof was going nuts. Uh-uh, proof, no, I wasn't was up there. Proof. I remember Proof rapping. He was going nuts. And what's my baby name? Uh... Mo Dirty, yeah, I know yeah, Mo, Mo Dirty, Mo Dirty. Was Dirty was, no, yeah. I wasn't there when they okay, was up okay, there. Okay. We was like, we did, uh, we did the um, the Friday Night Cipher uh, with Sugar Ray and yeah, uh, the yeah, Hype yeah. Squad. That was the Hype Squad. Yeah, yeah, we we was up there one night, man. Proof had just came from uh, M Wed and he was dressed in the tux and yeah. shit. You know what I'm saying with the ball cap on. He yeah, I, remember I remember the that. pictures yeah, of that. Yeah, 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 he walked in the door because we, we was already going up there. We didn't know that Proof was going to even make it. You know they was you know doing that. You know. So, see, we getting ready. We chopping it up, talking about what Iron Fist about to do and how we moving and stuff. And next thing you know, they're like, y'all ready? You're like, yeah, let's go in. Then, da, 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 da. Here go Proof, come in with the tux. Like, yeah, hold on. Shit don't start until I get here. Yeah. So, so, then we go in and have a ball. But, that's you know. dope. That's yeah. dope. Yeah, that's some great memories. So, yeah. two, what what made you separate from the beat miners? Like, was it was it a, a bad fallout? Something you well, want to talk about if yeah, that's the case? I, I definitely yeah, want to yeah. share it. But the best part about the fact that... We, we're still cool to this day. It was more business than personal. I didn't okay, have yeah, like yeah. a personal discrepancy. They didn't owe me no money. It was no internal like drama with a, a chick or a family or anything the normal, like that. The normal. It was stuff, mostly, yeah. a, for me, it was a business decision. And I'll explain because around 2000, we did a deal with Raucous Records yeah. to do a producer album. The album's called Brace for Impact. And um, Y'all had promo running for that? I'm saying Was it promo running for that? <laughs> like in the magazines or something? I feel a like I bit, heard that. A like, little or, bit. Yeah, okay. A little bit. In the source or something? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So basically, we we recorded this album over the scope of almost a year, right? Um, did all of it in D&D Studios. We had features on there like uh, Exhibit, Karen Wheeler, Talib Kweli. Uh, man, it's, 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 it's vague in my head, but just look it up. Brace for Impact. It was a producer album, all of us. And... Throughout the whole time when we did that deal, we had got a nice budget for it. You know what I'm saying? But this was around the time when a lot of labels was beefing between each other. In case yeah. y'all didn't know, behind the scenes, like Loud and Priority. Oh, yeah, and they wasn't clearing people's shit. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, see, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. So so, so imagine having artists from this both labels on your album, and then you have to deal with these... The politics. Legal, yeah. The politics of it. And then also, we spent... A lot of money clearing samples at that time. You know what I'm saying? Like, we had records we did with like MOP, a couple other people, and people was charging like ten, fifteen thousand to clear samples. Right. So that ate up our budget. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And then features. We had I think a song with Buster Flip Mode, and we had a song I think with Ghostface, and 
imagine paying like you know I'm gonna put it out there because it's, it's part of the truth you know like paying fifteen twenty twenty five thousand for features yeah. right soaking up your budget plus the sample clearance plus the sample clearances yeah. plus this is, this plus is, if you want to market a single you're dealing with label clearance issues yeah. right. So let's say you pay for this feature, you pay for this sample, and now they telling you, and you now can't you put can't out. put it out. That's what I really dislike about the music industry because, okay, just like you said, we already paid you for the feature. Mm-hmm. Then we don't even know if we can put it out, and y'all go try to really rape us now because exactly. y'all are like, well, let me hear it, mm-hmm. oh no, mm-hmm. or let us get some or somebody about it. to come yeah. out so they don't want to push it out. Yeah, that's right. The, that's so, the Jewish part of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so it got shit. really deep, and you know, raucous. They. They because they have the independent mind, but they had major distribution. I think they were with Priority at the time, so that part of led to the politics because like Rockers is kind of in bed with Priority, yeah. And now we got records by artists on Loud, which yeah. is like our folk. This is yeah, like these are we don't know, folk. yeah, yeah. Fuck you know the, the, the politics, labels, yeah. but the business of it comes in the way. You know what I mean? And then you know, imagine working on an album for like a year, and that's your commitment. Nothing else. In and out of studio every couple of days, working on this album. No income. Got a small advance off the album in the beginning, working a year, no right. other income. You know what I'm saying? So you you start to everything. feel the pressure of like, all right, I got to do things to eat while I'm doing this project. So I started working on a few other records here and there. You know what I mean? I got the opportunity to work with Nas on Stillmatic. Got yeah. the opportunity to work with Fat Joe and Clue on something. Like, And it was one of those things where I was like, you know, uh, I want to f- fulfill my commitment to this album, but I'm not happy. You yeah. know what I mean? And and it's like, again, the sibling thing that y'all mentioned earlier, you know, it's like I got caught between, the they, si- yeah. you know what I'm saying? When it, In terms of who, like, who cares about wh- whose well-being, you know what I'm saying? It's like they were f- focused on making sure they were afloat yeah. while I'm in the middle trying to be a committed Part right. of this group and yeah. this, this I gotta project. I got to stay afloat too. I got a family. Yeah. Even if so, I don't, shit, I got a So lifestyle. it's one of those things where it's like, all right, I'm going to see this through. But because the business is not right, Raucous is not seeing what we're trying to do. And then uh, because of all the money spent, you know, they limited how much they put into marketing. Yeah. So we did like a little press, photo shoots. We, we, we didn't have a budget to, to do another, to do an actual video for the single. Right. So they did some radio promo and, 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 and that was it. I think we did like 8,000 units th- that first week. Yeah, and that's when first, first week sales counted. When, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. you know, yeah. I was just drained. And I just was like, yo, I can't do this. You know what I mean? I gotta, I gotta, I gotta focus on Baby Paul. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I felt like for the for everything we did from the stuff we did with Duck Down all the way up to that project, you know, I felt like for me as a grown man in this business and looking at this as a career, I have to stand on my own too. Right, yeah, right. Yeah, so you, you know? say you work with Nas and you did Destroy and Rebuild because yes, Steelmatic was the comeback <laughs> album and that song was a big part of that yeah, album. Bro, yeah. can I tell you something? Yeah. That whole, that year from 2000 to 2001, it changed my life. Yeah. Now when working with Nas on that project because it, like, it was set up to be like the comeback album and it had like records like Ether and Destroy and Rebuild, mm-hmm. you had to keep quiet, right? That you was working with them? Actually, it's weird because you gotta remember the pod internet then wasn't is what it is now. <laughs> right, there was yeah. no so there was no Instagram to, sh- to 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 go live while you shoot recording with Nas. Like yeah. it was none of that. You know, this is to, around two thousand one. Yes, we had the internet, but it wasn't, it wasn't like it is yeah, now. Like it is. Especially with social media, like you don't miss anything if a person chooses to share, unless people tell you. You know what I mean? So right. I can say that. That was the furthest thing from my mind. You know, I didn't even take any pictures with him in the studio. <laughs> right, because you read you, you know? the work. Yeah, you, you know, work. plus I didn't want to come across as fanboy, like, yo, yeah. you know, can 
You know what I mean? Like that, I'm just focused on the work. Yeah. Like I just want to deliver. Make sure this is crazy. Now, now when you <laughs> did that beat, was did he tell you the idea, or you walked in there with that? That's with a that. good question. <laughs> um, initially, um, when I submitted the music, the A and R at the time, because you mentioned A and R's earlier, the mm-hmm. guy named Lenny Nicholson, who's also behind Amory and other people at Sony. Yeah. Okay. Um, he was A and R for the project, and when I submitted the music, Nas did some recording in the Bahamas. Of some of the songs, so he started the vocals in the Bahamas. So when I got the call that I placed the record and to finish it, um, we re- we finished the record in Times Square, the studio called Right Track Studios. So I got the call and he was there. We kicked it. He was like, "Yo, I, I hope you can handle this." You know what I mean? Because <laughs> you know, I'm a producer. I'm excited, but then I'm also like, I got an ego. I want a single. I want a hit record. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, man. I'm trying to win. So. When he played the record and he was going at everybody, I was like, oh, damn, it's a diss record. But, <laughs> but he was killing it. He and, was, you know right, what I'm yeah. saying? So so he asked me what I thought, and I said, this is dope. I said, can I make a suggestion, though? Because truth be told, the end, you know, after you know the last chorus, you know that whole outro where he's talking? Yeah. He was talking reckless. He, he was on his pocket. Him up it would have been it would have been Pusha T. Drake version then. You know what I'm saying? Like I heard he that was, though. I heard he was going like real nuts. And yeah. Was, so you the person who told him like, yo, cut that shit out. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't even say it like that, but I was just like, Can I make a suggestion? Because the concept is destroy and rebuild, you can speak on that, but you don't necessarily have to you know, go so hard, you know what I'm saying, in terms of, like, snapping on people, you know what I mean? Like, make it a way where, you know, you, you speak in your piece. But you're, you're leaving saying, it open yeah, to you know rebuild. What I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. And now, he, he, he did the suggestion, and, you know, he did it, and then the rest was the mix. And I, I mixed that record like like it was the first record I ever made, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. seeing KRS-One work, right, mm-hmm. and then you come and you fucking with Nas and you do the destroy and rebuild, and it's the bridge is over. That's what it really is. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, did that thought cross your mind? Like, it's I don't so work funny. with KRS-One. I mean, I'm watching KRS-One as a, you know what I'm saying, as an intern now, years Alpha later. Alpha Yeah. That's why I believe in Divine Order, because... It's so weird, like, to this day, Karis One eats off that record. He gets 33% of the publishing yeah. because of that hook. Mind you, the beat, I didn't sample anything. You know what I'm saying? That's all played, c- composed music. But because of the chorus, you know what I'm saying? Right. You know, that's like a, a lyrical reference. Right. Yeah. So with that being said, he gets a piece of the publishing. So that was my paying it forward to Karis One. Has yeah. he ever told You're you? You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I hadn't seen Karis since then. You know what I'm saying? We oh. hadn't crossed paths over the years since then. No, a little, but, one more thing about this record. Since it had, like, so much controversy, did any of them niggas try to run up on you? Or they just nah, felt like, because you well, know. Well, interestingly enough, people called me to do this records to respond, and I turned it down. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Cormega, because I did work with Cormega after that. He yeah. wanted to do a diss record. Like they approached me to do yeah. a diss record. They all approached me, except for P, of course. You know, oh, so saying? they tried to take a different approach. Like, yeah, go run up on you. We can. It's, work it's funny because it's like you know, because I come from Queens and Brooklyn, and everybody know me. It's like one of those things where now nah, we're not going to touch him. He an OG homie too, right? You know yeah, I mean? he got so, he got a lot of. Pull and they understand I'm a producer. I'm not the one that's choosing these lyrics. Yeah, yeah, but you know, people but be that's doing how some they weird use things. You. Yeah, yeah, that's how they use you because it's like, oh yeah. All right, that's my man who did that joint. Let me get him to do a record to answer you. And I was like, nope, yeah, not doing yeah. that. Then that would have been different because I could see where like somebody would actually have a bigger problem with that. You right. know what I'm saying? Like if I was thirsty, you know what I'm saying, for attention, I could have did that and it would have definitely burnt my relationship with Nas. You see what I'm right, saying? Right. So, and I got the opportunity to work with him again after that. So I was thinking on the bigger on the bigger picture, like, no, nah, I'm just focusing on the business. Y'all deal with all the, you know. Oh, so what did you work with him on after that? Uh, I did the Essence with him and AZ. 
Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's my shit too. Yeah. So, so, and they mm-hmm. said you work with AZ on here too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, Soup, you work with Jay Dilla? Is this this this? Well, no, um, I didn't get a chance to work with Jay Dilla. Like, I, I I met him a couple times. I didn't really know Dilla like that. Like, Proof was my man. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's 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 who I I ran with a lot. But uh, my dog Guilty Simpson ran with Dilla. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ran with Proof. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So that was like. You know, cruise. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. You know, so um, um, like I got a chance. I got, I got, a, I got a chance to be blessed to work on the Rebirth of Detroit album. Mm. You know, saying so that was through my Dukes and just like I said, like the work that I've been putting in. Like I was winning awards and stuff and all that, and just, <clears throat> just my standing in the community as an artist. And you know what I'm saying, and what I'm about, and just how I conduct myself. So I got blessed to be on that record, and I was like one of those Dilla beats that like was like a gym, you know yeah, what I'm saying? That yeah. was like one of them boys that they looked up under the, the Dilla mat and was <laughs> yeah, like, oh, shit. Yeah, like we got one. <laughs> we got, did you see that? Yeah, oh, man. So when we got on there, they, you know, that that record like really boost, you know what I'm saying, like, you know, stuff in my career. Like being on the um the 8 Mile stuff with the, the Eminem scene, like that did a lot for me, you know what I'm saying? And, and that probably was like another catalyst for me signing with Proof as well. Yeah. Like, you know oh, so that was, you got in that, on your own or because you were signed with Proof? No, the eight, mile, what the, I mean, eight, yeah. the 8 Mile was just, you know, us, like how that happened was I just, we all went down there yeah. to, you know, read for lines. Like I read for uh, Jimmy Rabbit part. Like I read for yeah. him. I did, yeah, like yeah. honestly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that would have been, been crazy. Yeah. But um, they was like, no, no, super, that's M part. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? So I, I mean, I read for... uh. A couple of the the, the characters yeah, part yeah. that would have been in them, you know, his, his boys or whatever. Now look, with that movie, they had a different cast first because wasn't A One Max supposed to be in that? I, I mean, it was so many. Ago. Yeah, it was so many different people that was supposed to be a part of that. I mean, they was just in the start, so you know, different things was was subject to change yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I saw it. I saw it change from a different thing, and I was just like an onlooker, really, <laughs> yeah. in, in most situations. But we went down there, you know, just was being uh, extras and trying to get a check, and it was the fact that you know. M, this D12, M, come yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Who, not? who not? And yeah. then the fact that the matter is this guy is doing something for the city. This movie could have been shot in buttfuck nowhere. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but he chose to do it in Detroit and then pay a bunch of Detroit extras and, and actors to be in there. Corona, yeah. uh, you know, King Gordy, Obi Trice is in there. Yeah. Nigeria, we all got, man, the whole city was in there. But on the set, they had a little battle thing going on where they was having little ciphers just popping up in the crowd. You got a bunch of rappers in a hot ass box. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You know it's about to go, bars is about to get slung. Yeah. So they saw that so they was like the directors was like you know we're gonna have a little contest to see if we can get some artists you know to be um a part of the ascension of you know b rabbit's character like we would have been the punch dummies he just went through before yeah. he got to the main characters mm-hmm. yeah. you know what i'm saying so uh you know we got in that you know he had all of us get up and rap so me marv won Wiz and Diffusion got picked. You know what I'm yeah. saying? You know, we cold like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, did you do some work with Nick Speed? Yeah, I do work. That's my dog. Yeah, me yeah, and Nick yeah, Speed. Yeah, been, Nick Speed. Yeah. Me and Nick Speed. Speed. That's that we've been rolling since. Man, me and Nick Speed been rolling since about like 07. We yeah. definitely want to have Nick Speed up here because yeah, he, yeah. he got some credits. Yeah, like, he got yeah, crazy he, credits. He, he got he got a lot going on. You yeah, know what I'm we did we did that. So we got picked, and then you know. They they brought us out there to get it in, and I, you know, <laughs> you use your time. You wisely. know, right? I use my time wisely. No, what was so funny was because proof was on side of me. Proof was like, you know, he's like, man, you worried about him? 
I was like, proof, I'm worried more about you on a freestyle than him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? M is like M like Batman. Yeah. That's how I could describe him. Like, you know, like Bane broke Batman back before, right? Yeah. But when Batman got back to the back cave, bitch, you dead. Yeah. It don't matter who, you know what I'm saying? It's like that. That's how M is. It's like, you know, he nuts, but he, he's sick with it. So, you know, I we got up there, everybody, you know, it, it happened. I just I just <laughs> cut into it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yo, it wasn't no this Eminem or you know yeah, nothing. Yeah, it was somebody in front of me. It was like no. Nah, it was like your it's lunch meat. You know what I'm saying? So it cut into him, and everybody, everybody was just like crazy. The whole like when you see that part, right? Because it did it didn't make the movie. Or something. It made the, it, the DVD. The, the DVD, of course. Yeah. But like when you see that, like everybody was taught to you know told to say ooh, you know, or, oh. Yeah. But like when you when you listen to the the, the my, my video. Like you gonna see people like, uh oh, wait a minute! Like, is <laughs> yeah. this happening? Right, like, wait right. a minute! Oh, wait a minute! I mean, it's got to be a dream come true in a sense. Just battling, was, yeah, like just. I mean, no, it's, it wasn't like a dream come true. It was like just, it was like some shit that we already did. Like, and I came up around them. You know what I'm saying? I, so you frequented the hip hop shop? Yeah, and all, all that. that. Okay, you know what okay. I'm saying? Like, these are my dogs. Like, I know these. You know what I'm saying? Royce, all of them. They're my dogs. You know what I'm saying? We came up doing this. So. The the surreal part is that there's a movie about how we came up. Yeah, you understand? Yeah, That's right. the surreal part about it. That right. we're we're on stage doing mock battles when we were battling. We're literally, Andrews, yeah, for yeah. real. You right, know what yeah. I'm saying? Like so many people come, like they'd be like, "Oh, let's go to St. Andrews," and I'm like, "Well, first of all, dog, it ain't like that no more." Right? No, you know I, I, I like that. Second of all. Is 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 that's tourist shit? Like that's, it that's tourist they shit. They think yeah, St. Yeah. Andrews own Eight Mile. <laughs> no, they, see, that's, yeah, people, yeah, that's, people think that yeah, shit. Yeah, that's crazy. But uh, you said something about community work, so I seen that you uh, was really uh, instrumental in doing work with the Yo Yo School of Hip Hop. How yeah. did that come about? Um, me and the mayor of Holland Park, uh, mayor at the time, DeAndre Wyndham was my man. You know. So like bef- before he became mayor, like we was already doing like community work. Uh, my brother's keeper, my sister's keeper, different organizations like that. You know, the holidays come around, we delivering turkeys and stuff. Um, yeah. You know, we we doing stuff for you know the, the community. I mean, people in the community that's less fortunate than us. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, you know, every year we was doing this before he became mayor. So once he became mayor, we got in, um, invited to this uh, this development organization meeting. It was downtown at uh, I think like the Double Tree, yeah. and uh, Yo Yo was one of the speakers and stuff. So we went down there and um, we happened to meet Yo Yo. Just you know, Yo Yo, my yeah. dog. What the don't fuck? try yo. to play me out. Don't try to play me out, like <laughs> Yo. So um, by uh, by us, you know, what I'm saying being part of the community, to being part of that, you know, the setup or whatever. We got to actually sit there, kick it with her, be a part of the discussion and everything. So from that, that's when, you know, her and the mayor. They know, married, ain't they? Yeah, they? yeah, they did their thing. You know what, <laughs> what I'm saying, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they did their thing. So, you know what I'm saying? So she was definitely into, into the city, into Highland Park so much. So um, she was already doing a yo-yo school of hip-hop in L.A. Yeah, yeah. So because she was here a lot, you know what I'm saying, so she was here for the summer, so we did the yo-yo school of hip-hop here. And then it just, you know, just blew up because of what it was and what it was teaching the, the children yes, and, yeah. and the activities that we did. And it was a, it was a way for us to... Um, Aid what what hip hop is lacking to me because we got a bunch of kids that are are fluently with the social media. They know what's going on in the music, but they really don't have that that history or where it really came from or how it developed into what they listen to now. Yeah, yeah. So when you got a person like Yo Yo, somebody that they can almost identify because someone was like, yeah, I think I do know her, but their parents know who she who she yeah. is. So when they going home, they getting Yo, that's Yo Yo from blah blah blah, and they bringing it up, and so they they getting the knowledge. And then the, what what we were teaching them about hip hop, you know what I'm saying? That's what right. was so good. And we are part of the um, Avalon Village with Mama Shoe in Highland Park, where she um, 
bought up like a whole block of Highland Park and it's like creating a, a neighborhood utopia with, within side of a yeah. Highland Park. She was on, on what street is that all? That's on Avalon. She was you know oh, on okay, the, okay. yeah, she was on the Ellen show and everything. Ellen had her on the show, gave her a house over there. She got a big homework house over there for the kids to yeah, come to and stuff dope. like that. Yeah, so we active in the in the community. Always. So, I watched that unsung uh, episode of Yo Yo, so I was just yeah. familiar with yeah. a lot of the work that she's doing. Yeah, I didn't even really know she was activist like yeah. that. Like I didn't know real. she was rooted here in Detroit as well. Yeah. Like, yeah. Until now, hey, the Midwest and Detroit, Inkster, Highland Park, we be in the mix. Yeah, yeah. and just and just like we were talking about, uh, um, um, the Avalon thing, like you know, Alexis is here, and um, she was a part of the um, the record that we put out. Like Mama Shoe wanted us because of the way we we do stuff. Mama Shoe was like, "Look, I need a theme song for the Avalon Village." So we got together with the production of Nick Speed. You know what I'm saying? Which is you know a, you know a part of the our circle or whatever. So we came up with a with a joint that was specifically for this, the, yeah. the village. And the and the joint blew up on, you know, the community yeah, circuit. You happen to help them meet their goal. It was raising money. Yup. If you go talk about it, you just oh, yeah. talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Alexis Alon in the building. What's Proven artist, queen of Nam. What's up? How y'all doing? Queen Thank of you what? for having what did you say? Nam, New Age Millennium okay, is our okay. group. Me, Nick Speed, and um, Soup coming okay. out with a project. That's dope. Soon. That's dope. When that's gonna be out? Oh, well, you said so. Soon. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah, we man, gonna we... drop it on you like a surprise. We dropping a whole bunch of stuff on you like a surprise. Well, we mm-hmm. waiting for it now, so it ain't <laughs> yeah, that, like all we doing is like, man, like we've been working for like. Like when Lex got here, we was working for the last couple years. So like a lot of these joints, it's like joints we was just cutting and cutting and cutting and cutting and cutting. So they, they was just stockpiled. So, you know, uh, iconic management and um, you know, Titan is just like really, basically dividing what's gonna be coming out, what's gonna be over here. Yeah, okay. Okay. So baby Paul, you actually out here working for a reason. What are you working on out here currently? Actually, I'm collaborating <laughs> with Superman. Alexis Salon and Iconic yeah. Management and Titan Records and Let's Proven go. Records and my company DOE Divine Entertainment distributed by E1 Music. Say that on a body of work called Crossroads, Crossroads. <laughs> where Queens meets Detroit. Okay, <laughs> okay, okay. And you know, it's just uh, a collaborative effort between myself and Soup. Um, it's it's a blessing because, like I said, being that I have. Uh, Midwest roots, you know, even though I'm born and raised in, from New York, you know, it, it, this is the first time I get to, you know, plant my, my musical staple in, 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 in the city, you know, and the state of Michigan and um, do a body of work with someone that has the type of lineage that I have. Right. You know what I mean? Coming from, you know, his circle in in, in Detroit within hip hop culture and me coming from my circle within New York hip hop culture. And it's amazing because as he was sharing the stuff about Eminem and what he did with 8 Mile, I look back at, at, at the fact that Eminem's first record was on Ruckus, wasn't it? was on Ruckus Records produced by the Beat Miners, a yeah. song called Any Man. Yeah. yeah. Any Man. Before Dr. Dre. And that's, yeah. again, like everything coming full circle for you. Yeah, you this is Alpha and Omega Places. Yeah. So, no, you I know. got a, a question about Ruckus because a lot of people think this. They, they Were they black on? No, they weren't. And people always just thought that because of the mm-hmm. acts that they produced mm-hmm. that they yeah. was black. It was two on. Jewish cats. Yeah. Brian yeah. Bradder and Jeremiah. <laughs> I know them very well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, because people always, like, they black on them, like. And no, it was co-financed by Rupert Murdoch. Yeah, of, wow. Of Fox. Fox. Wow. Yes, just so you know. So it, they were college friends. That's the type of 
you know. Yeah, that's that circle that's that type of influence. Of yeah. Connection. Yeah. Quote unquote. So you you was Grammy nominated. What were you Grammy nominated for? Actually, I was Grammy nominated for he the just song dropped the, the jewel Essence. On for real. He dropped the jewel on us for real. Because I know people didn't know that. I know like the average person. First of all, they go have to Google Rupert Murdoch because they probably yeah. like who was that? Why would he yeah. mention that? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. crazy, dog. Yeah. Fox. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but go ahead. What you God damn. That kind of fucked me up though because people thought they were so. I told you people think they was black owned. They were just fans of hip hop. Music, yeah, because they put out true hip hop, like yeah, yeah, they were just yeah. fans. It's like, let's start a record label, let's send some money to start a record label, let's call, you know, yeah, and it happened. Yeah. Unfortunately, we don't have that kind of you know, <laughs> yeah. us as black people, unfortunately, that, we, that type of back. I think the next generation, though, they go, it's, it's gonna be a little different, hopefully. like, because they like. It's more people to look up to to see that you could do that type of stuff. Like right. that first generation of hip hop that was coming in, they ain't no, they just want the money. They ain't have a clue mm-hmm. about none of the behind the scenes. But mm-hmm. now, as everybody growing, you're looking at the Master P, you're looking at a Dame Dash, you're mm-hmm. looking at a Jay Z, mm-hmm. and you're mm-hmm. seeing Jay like Prince. Jay Prince, and, uh, you're seeing people do it, and they mm-hmm. like, okay, because now they got kids, and their kids is. Easing into them spots, going to these colleges, mm-hmm. like Snoop's son. Like I don't want to play football. I want to do film. Mm-hmm. And now he putting out films, but he his best friend is Puff son. Mm-hmm. So you know he about to ease and shooting his videos if he already not. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's the type hopefully, of love. Hopefully, yeah, 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 yeah. But to add to that executive assessment, I want y'all to really think about all of the great label brands within hip hop music culture and how they started. Majority of them started from street money. Yeah, mm-hmm. no with doubt. the exception of maybe Bad Boy Records because. Puff that made his way from, uh, from being an A&R, yeah. and Clive Davis gave him a chance. But we're talking about, and this is public knowledge. It's not yeah, like yeah. I'm dropping No, know, no, I'm yeah. If, if somebody don't know that, they don't know nothing about you know, the game. Right. Yeah. <laughs> from, from Ruthless Records, Death Row Records, the list goes on. You know what I'm saying? Murder, you know, like. Everybody. Rockefeller, All-Star. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I say that Raucous, even though its intention was to support real hip-hop, that was their intention, you know, Eventually, it got bastardized because of the corporate stuff. You right. know what I'm saying? So, um, that's something that we should pay attention to. And that's why it's important that now we're in this digital age, us as black people got to empower ourselves to be our own label bosses and stuff. Yeah, and that's kind of like why we got you here. Because when I was reading about you, I'm like, dog, like, this, he the real deal. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, on paper, like, mm-hmm. this is amazing. Like, and I just feel like if, we had the opportunity to sit with you, but I think everybody should be sitting with you. You understand what I'm saying? That. You understand what I'm saying? I'm just saying? putting in the work, man, yeah. and, and my blessings just come from that, man, yeah, and yeah. I appreciate it. You know? Yeah, that's a real deal, man. So what were you Grammy nominated for? That yeah. was the original question. Yeah. Yes, it was. Uh, <laughs> the actual song I mentioned earlier by AZ and Nas, The Essence. Oh, okay, okay yeah. That was uh, 2002, the, the, the category's best rap performance by a duo group, and Outkast won. Yeah, it was cool. Now you got Divine Order Entertainment. You started that in 2006. And I see you do a lot of international projects with uh, different people. So like, what hit you to the international market? Well, traveling and just being a fan of music of various genres. You know, I, I, I come from hip hop, but I listen to everything. You yeah. know? And, and I try to pride myself on being creative enough to make music that can transcend. So... Um, I got the opportunity to do some, like an independent rock project a couple years back. Um, yeah. uh, I've met artists like artist Shoshai that I mentioned earlier, yeah. uh, who used to be signed to Timberland. I featured on her AZ record. She's from Paris, but she's okay, a singer-songwriter, okay. you know what I mean? And um, also this band, um, I did some collaborations with out of the UK, and um, they put like a couple singles out. And basically my job right now, aside from producing, but just like running my independent label, which I said is distributed by E1, my goal is to do what I call venture partnerships. Yeah. 
and do projects, bodies of work that I can use my my expertise, my resources, my talent, and put it out into the market. Even if it's not on a corporate level or super mainstream level, it's like I'm opening a window of opportunity or opening a door for some new talent yeah. and put my stamp on it. So later on, you could be like, yo, I remember when they worked with Baby Paul. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because you artists don't. Yeah. <laughs> artists understand having them international ties. I could put a record out mm-hmm. and you could put them on tour around the world. Exactly. And they really bigger than the artists that you're seeing on TV every day because mm-hmm. they hitting them people. They hitting them spots. So mm-hmm. when is the project that y'all working on? What's, is it a tentative date? Well, or a time frame. A well, time I mean, frame. Um, the time frame, we've been working since what? It's been about a... Well, about we started uh, in the spring. You okay. know, like when we first linked up, yeah. and then I had to go back to New York to do some other business. Now, when y'all first back. linked up, was that y'all first time initially meeting each other or yeah. y'all had yeah. this? Yeah. Oh. yeah. So what made, y'all, what made you pick Super? Well, actually, it's interesting because shout out to Iconic Management. <laughs> yeah. You know, he, he contacted me through one of their mutual acquaintances, yeah. and someone that I'm familiar with, and they said, yo, get with Baby Paul. So they reached out to me. Okay. You know okay. what I'm saying? And I was actually in Grand Rapids at the time looking after my mother because she's retired and dealing with some health concerns. And I'll do my studio work from there when I'm not in New York. So I, I, I sent them an invite to come link up with me, and they came out to Grand Rapids. We sat down. I had gave him a couple of tracks, you know, just yep. through the email originally, and he started writing the references to some ideas, and then we just sat down and bonded, like, just talking about our careers, our history, uh, shared passion for music, and ideas. Real nigga shit, real nigga shit, real nigga, real, real nigga <laughs> shit. You know what I'm saying? That's and, all. And, you know, Soup made it clear to me. He's like, yo, I don't just want beats from you, man. I want to build a working relationship with you. I want to be a right, part right. of your movement. Mm-hmm. And I like that. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes you meet artists and it's just business. It's like, yo, I love your work. I want to do a track with you. Then you meet people who actually understand your movement, understand your wave, respect your work, and want to do like more of a building, working relationship, a body of work. So I was all for it. You know what I'm saying? And right. And when are. you work like that, that produced the best music because y'all start to see each other on a different type of level. Like mm-hmm. yeah. something that hurt you might hurt him now because mm-hmm. y'all are so close. So y'all right. go in yeah. and create instead of, oh, I made this beat Thursday. Let me send it to five different right, artists. Right, Whoever right, sent right, the best track. Right, right, right. Because right. you could, to me, I could tell when producers are really producing the records. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm right, saying? Because right. we used to be in the music and we like, bro, no, we hear something that somebody do, but we don't want nothing by no email or none of that. You mm-hmm. got to create a beat for us. Right. Because we used to like to, to co-produce it too, like so you would do the beat, and I'd be like, uh, turn that down. You know, we was getting our puff on, but that little <laughs> that little part made a lot of sense once right. people heard the record back. Right. But that only come from working with a Lynn Swan or Art yeah. Forrest. You, mm-hmm. you you working around all these great, so you your ears start to be different. You like. Okay, turn that guitar up a little bit, only on that part. Yeah. And that be the part that motherfuckers like, oh, when he turned the guitar up, right, and motherfuckers right, don't yeah. understand. Right. If you just sending it back and forth, you not you might not catch that. You know right. what I'm saying? And just developing records and ideas and finding the right voices to fit. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Whether like, it's a chorus or background vocal, whatever. Right, like, we got it like just to, you know, to like when you when you when you hear somebody's name and then you know, you know, yeah, you, yeah. Know, you know, you know, <laughs> yeah. you do your research on them. So, you know, I um through our mutual acquaintance, you know what I'm saying, my dog T Cal and them. So I, I called T Cal, I'm like, yo, I called Nick. I said, Yo, Nick, they was uh, they were fun with people, huh? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I'm like, man, yo, this nigga got crazy credits. Like, yo, man, what's yeah. up, man? Like, this mm-hmm. nigga is crazy. Like, <laughs> right, yeah. So so Nick was like, Yeah, they was fucking with him. I'm like, Well, what happened? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know, he was like, you know, they was, you know, they was doing their thing. I don't know. You gotta call T Cal. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Give me that nigga number right now. You know what I'm saying? Right, yeah. I called T-Cal. I'm like, I'm like, T-Cal. you like, what up? I'm like, yo, man, I'm with B-Paul. He was like, yo, man, that nigga A1, like off yeah. the rip. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know? 
So when he got to got to really just talking about the situation, and I was like, "Yo, bro, well, why y'all ain't why y'all shit ain't come?" Out? He was like, "Man, we was bullshit. I ain't gonna even lie to <laughs> yeah, you, Sue." Yeah, yeah. But he was like, "You know what?" He's like, "Ain't no love, love. You know, I love I love B. Paul. B. Paul got love for me." He's like, "But I know you gonna kill that shit." He's like, "I know y'all gonna be fooling." So from that, you know, once you know, talking to my daughters and they telling me how nice of a dude this this guy is. You know what I'm saying? So upon meeting them. I'm I'm expecting to meet this nice dude. You know what I'm saying? I'm meeting, right, you, you know, so you 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 I'm, already coming in. Yeah, with yeah good I'm coming energy. in there with yeah. good energy. So actually to sit down and kick it with the man and then see, you know, match everything's matching up. You know what I'm saying? Right. And a lot more that they don't even know is coming yeah. out to me. So yeah. when you sitting around and you and you getting that and you getting that that vibe and then what he's coming with is like, yo, man, this this is right. You know what I'm right. saying? It's, it's, just this, it's just it's just a feeling. It's time. It's time. Yeah. Like I told him, I was like, man, you know, look, dog, I ain't, we not, we not no funny motherfuckers, dog. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We ain't just fly by night with this shit. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, um, working it, yeah. right. You know what I'm saying? We ain't just trying to come in and say, yo, we got a baby Paul B. Ha, ha, ha. And, yeah. Yeah. and jump around and, you know. We there. got it. We got, we, we got a project. Fuck yeah, we got, we, I, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing, I'm seeing, you know what I'm saying? A whole, uh, uh, another place to be at. You right. know, with this with this movement and, and with this form and, and how we and how we moving. And then like when I played the records for him, like the first record we played for him was like one more try. Mm-hmm. One more try with a, with featuring Alexis Salon. Mm-hmm. So when we we played the record for him, you know, he was like, Hold up. First of all, I like this beat. He's like, Yo, okay, yeah, this producer aspect. He okay, I like this beat. Then the hook hit him. Okay, shit. Okay, who is old girl singing? Like, oh <laughs> right. shit. Okay, yeah. all right. Now your your, your producer clicking. Yeah, you like, oh, he clicked. We sitting this. like a hero. Yeah, we yeah. Here, me, me, and iconic over there sitting like, yo. Okay, like okay, he, 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 he fucking with. It. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> all right. You know that's one step. We got the <laughs> right. Going, you know what I'm saying? Let's let's, let's get, get the spin. Going on. Let's get the spin with it. You know, <laughs> so you know the verses kick in, and you know he we talking to him too. So he. He, he talking to us, but he blocking us out. It's like he got a, you know how you had one of those blinders on. Like, yeah, <laughs> I, I hear y'all, but mm, I'm trying to listen. To I'm trying to listen to right, this. but you, but you deferring on you because you trying to see if he listening to the music. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, you feel yeah, me? Yeah. So he he listened to it. So after he that he was like, you know what? Yeah, we could we we could work. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> we can work, because yeah. that's a beautiful thing. And he, he interviewed us, interviewed us that night, put us on his radio show. Yeah, I do, a, I, I do a radio show at the FM station, also Grand Rapids. Spent the oh, we gonna have to come up there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what, what station? Ninety-seven point three FM. Oh, okay, okay. spent okay. the record yeah. back to back, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Every Saturday, it's Untouchables Radio. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. We gonna get the information for that. Yeah. I mean, well, you could give. You just oh, yeah. gave it out. Yeah, I'm saying personally, come up there and talk about our show. Definitely. Okay, so people normally ask. Uh, producers, MCs, they top five re- uh, rappers or whatever. I'm gonna ask you this, yo, yo, if you could make an EP out of every song that you ever produced, your top what seven, what would be on there? Out of everything you ever produced, hmm. Hmm. seven songs, yeah, EP style. Yeah. Like if, if yeah. this was the, I'm glad you said that because a lot of people don't understand this whole Kanye wave. That's Man, not new. Yeah, people just put out EPs, EPs all the time. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But but okay, continue. Uh, Hmm. If I did it in chronological order from early in my career to now, yeah. and I had to pick seven songs. Now, this is a disclaimer. Mm-hmm. Just because he don't pick your song, don't mean it ain't one of his favorites. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> P- yeah, that, that's that's important to say that. Yeah, uh, these are this is his EP that he would put together out of his songs. Right. Um, <laughs> probably um, recognize okay. Office Smith Wesson. Then there's a song I did on the second Coco Brothers album I'm really proud of called um, 
Blown Away. It's, it's, it's Tech is still featuring Buckshot. How, how, how that hook go? Uh, he flipped the Tupac. Move my mind. Dun, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I be I got this like old yeah. ready like this old station. I be listening to. Uh-huh. I think that be on there, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah, it's called Blown Away. If y'all if y'all missed it, it's on the Coco Brothers album Rude Awakening when they had, were forced to change their name from Smith Wesson because the gun company threatened to sue them. Okay. Yeah. They settled that years later, so then they can continue working at Smith. Oh yeah, Wesson. that's free promo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they like oh yeah, call Smith and Wesson in the black um, community. So that's two right there. Um, I got to fast forward because I wanted to be diverse, not just the same artist. So yeah. probably Fat Joe, My World featuring Big Pun. Yeah. That's one of JJ's Christ. favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, wow. These Journey Bill. Yeah. Um, that's what, four? That's yeah. three or four? That's four. That's four. The Essence, that's five. five. Um, these last two, man. Last these two. last two. Because <laughs> this, the, the reason I'm gonna tell you why I asked you this, though. Uh-huh. But uh, mm-hmm. after you pick your last two, all right. Um, gosh, there's a song I did with Farrell uh, Monts, "Living It Up." <sighs> yeah, that was on. Uh, uh, next Friday soundtrack. It was actually intended back when I was signing Rokas. Yeah. It was intended to be on Internal Affairs, Farrell's first album. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the music, the beat, I guess the work that stood out so much, he was like, I'm not going to put on the album. So Rokas was like, that's the priority soundtrack. That's the other one priority. So, so because next Friday was on priority, it's like, yo, we're going to put it on the next Friday soundtrack. I make more money off of that soundtrack than. If it was, it was on, on Farrell's album, album. Yeah. salute love the Farrell. <laughs> <laughs> we still eating off of it though, yeah, so yeah, you know it's both our records. All right, this your last record. I'm gonna have to pick something brand new. I, that's cool. That's cool. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna have to pick. Uh, uh, y'all, y'all hearing about this first? A song called Blessings. Yeah, featuring Super MC. Okay, okay. so <laughs> we nice. okay. Now the reason I asked you that is because that was just a way of you running down your credits. And you being able to pick what you like to do, and now people go hear that and they go go back and they go realize that they've been fucking with you for so long. They ain't <laughs> even know, you know what I'm saying? They realize know. that they've been fucking with you for so long, right. they ain't even know. Right. So that's why I asked you that. And yeah. not a lot of producers, I mean, a lot of people produce, but those are all strong records. You know Appreciate what I'm saying? It. Those yeah. are all strong records. Appreciate so before we get up out of here, we go go this way. Just go ahead and get y'all social media. Let people know which, where they can find y'all. What y'all got looking uh, coming up? This is your girl, Alexis Alon, A-L-E-X-I-S-A-L-L-O-N, Team Titan Titan Records. We Iconic, Iconic Management, Proven Records um, on all social media. Also, you can check my website, www.alexisalon.wix.com slash Alon. You can see show dates, all of that. We got a show coming up July 7th at the Club Above in Ann Arbor. And we're doing a two-by-two two festival uh, for Grandma Cypher in Ohio on the 28th of July. So those are important dates. If you can come out, come out. Mess with us. You can get tickets online. You can get them from us. Whatever. <laughs> Google me. <laughs> my, my name is S-U-P-A-E-M-C-E-E. When you Google that, I pop up. I I pop up on everything. Then you could get the Instagram, you could get Twitters yeah. and all that. You know that yeah, you just made it fit easy for easy for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Iconic management team, Titan D O. You know what I'm saying? I just you know you know you know what it is. The team. Yeah. Bang bang bang. I go by the name of Baby Paul, aka BP. Take your pick of one, same your dick. And uh, basically, the Vinyl Entertainment is the company. 
shout out to E1 Music for supporting me the last couple of years with distributing my music. Um, find me online, babypaulmusic.com. That's B-A-B-Y-P-A-U-L-M-U-S-I-C.com. Um, social media, Baby Paul BPZ, all one word. You know, shout out to the Bonnie's King E40 for the BPZ. That's the inspiration. That was before Yeezy, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm so ahead, but, you know, I don't get the credit for it. It's all good. <laughs> Thanks, people, you know, for working with us. Thank y'all, Jays, Double Jays, yeah. for having us in this <laughs> one. Thank you, man. Double Baby Jays. Paul is the GOAT. Yeah, so yeah. what we always say, every introduction, every connection start with an introduction. Get out there, start meeting some people. And uh, I want for my brother what I want for myself. Yeah. That's for you, nice. Jay. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Yes, sir. Thank I actually you. really need you to write your social media down. Okay. I, 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 <laughs> yeah. I was going to say spell it, but I didn't want to interrupt it. It's all it. on. It's a double entendre. You yes. know what I'm saying? Oh, you just passed it. Because when we posted on the... That's me. When we posted on the... What's my call?